goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends, to the Friday Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is how you do it. 800-848-9222. Hey, Diego, there's Fanny News. I forgot to tell you this Fanny News, so we're going to need that for a little bit. The Fanny News is, we'll get to it. I was going through the stories. I had all lined up what I was going to open with, and then I happened to pull out a story, and it made me laugh so hard that I said, well, maybe I'll just do this first. The story is in the Daily BS today. It took approximately 20 minutes for a revolt when this school put in a tampon dispenser in the, in the boys' bathroom. This is up in Connecut. So, and we have a lot of, you know, we reach Connecut. We have a lot of folks that listen up in Connecut, so... If you are uh, up in Brook near the area of Brookfield High School, <laughs> Brookfield High, they decided to go woke. And these days, so let's put tampon dispensers in the boys' bathroom. This is the way this story reads. It took roughly 20 minutes for a tampon dispenser in the boys' restroom at Brookfield High School in Connecticut to be torn down, according to a report from CT Insider. Principal Mark Belanda sent an email out to students and their families on January 24th and explained that the new dispenser had been torn down and basically destroyed in less than 25 minutes. He called the incident disgusting, an egregious instance of vandalism and destruction of property. The subject of the email, I am feeling dis right now. A dispenser with menstrual products was installed in the boys' bathroom near the main office, he wrote. The installation was completed at 9.30 a.m. By 9.52 a.m., tampons were on the floor. The newly installed distribution box was ripped off the wall along with the masonry anchors and the distribution box itself was destroyed. The dispenser was put in place in compliance with a new law passed in 2022 and set to go in effect on September 1 that requires all schools from grades 3. Grades 3. How old are you in the third grade? I've forgotten. It's been a long time since I've been in third grade. What is third grade? Seven years old. So they're putting tampon dispensers in the bathrooms for seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds. Grades 3 to 12, the law requires that uh, grades 3 to 12 has menstrual dispensers in female restrooms and in at least one 
male restroom. And yet somebody, somebody decided, uh uh-uh, not in this restroom. The principal chastised the individual responsible, calling them boys, not men. Ask for more information. Use your words to start a dialogue rather than using your hands to destroy something. In this particular instance, if you have questions, please let me know. I have a question. Hey, Princey, Princey P., I got a question. Why are you trying to make boys into girls? What's your point? That's I got a question for you. Why are you so insistent on making sure that young men become feminized, become boy, girls? Why are you doing this? Oh, but you didn't make the law. Oh, someone else made the law. Why are you liberals insisting that there's something Terribly wrong with being a boy. We have to have now tampon dispensers in, in, in male bathrooms. I do not advocate, of course, vandalism. I do not advocate violence. I never can. I never would. At the same time, I'm not mad at the, whoever took this thing down. I'm just, I understand, I overstand. Why boys going in a bathroom, looking up and seeing that they've got tampon dispensers in a male bathroom, I can understand the reactions of young men who realize that they are a target of this propaganda and of this sexual gender grooming by liberal adults. So there. We have listeners in Baston. I know people in Baston that listen to this show. We have lots of listeners in Massachusetts, and in Baston in particular. So this next story, this one is symbolic of being a Democrat. Now, I have friends all over the country, by the way, who listen to this show via the WABC app. They get in touch with me. Some of them are Democrats. They have been Democrats all their lives. Some of them are black Democrats. They are Democrats. Their parents were Democrats. They think that's the only way, et cetera, et cetera. And so my Democrat friends sometimes, black Democrat friends especially, get upset when I start talking about how racist their party is. I'd like to give some of you black Democrats out there a chance using a news story to see what your party's really all about. And the incident in question takes place in Boston. Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey has sparked a firestorm of criticism over the closing of Malena Acast Recreational Complex and Swimming Pool in the predominantly black Roxbury neighborhood to use the facility to house illegal aliens. Now, some of you who hold on to old stereotypes will be surprised that there is a swimming facility in a black neighborhood. 
Let's get past that. We had a facility in Jamaica, Queens. It was at the YMCA. We had a big swimming pool there where you could learn. Everybody could learn how to swim. I didn't do such a good job at learning how to swim. It's okay. Back then, yeah. Uh, yeah, It just wasn't. (laughs) You know, anyway. So here's the governor, your governor, your Democrat governor in, in, in Massachusetts. Nice liberal state up there. Nothing but Democrats run the place. And so they need somewhere to put their legal aliens. And so what they do? What they do? They smile and you backstabbers. What they do? Well, here's what they did. They took out the little map and they said, where can we shove these illegal immigrants where we won't get a lot of pushback? I know. Let's put them in the rich neighborhoods. Oh, no. You better not do that. Rich people vote, and they're very well organized. Governor, can't do that. They'll throw you out of office. Okay. Let's put them in some nice upscale suburban neighborhoods somewhere in this beautiful state of Massachusetts. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh, governor, can't do that. A lot of these upscale, nice voters, these people vote for you, governor. If you put the illegal aliens where they live, they are going to throw you out of office, and they're not going to contribute to your campaign. Mm. Okay, what's left? Well, you got the black, you got the blackies over there. They live near Boston. They got a whole little neighborhood over there. They even have a nice little swimming complex over there for black people. Over there in Roxbury. You know, why don't we stick them over there? But the governor says, oh, well, aren't the black people going to get mad at me? Yes, so what? Who cares? They're blackies. They don't, we don't care whether they get mad or not. What are they going to do? Vote for Republican? What are they going to do? So the governor says, we got a plan. We're going to stick them over there where the darker people live, the people of color. And that's what she did. She closed down the Molina ACAS Recreational Complex and Swimming Pool facility and shipped in illegal immigrants. Now, this has not gone over well with some of the residents. And imagine that. They're mad. I cannot use the language that one such resident has used he says, and I quote, I've been, I, I will use a letter and you will understand what he meant. He says, I've been here my whole effing life. I can yell and I'm effing angry. He screamed outside the facility, which by the way has police protection. So they kicked all the black people out of their facility and then they put police around it to make sure the black people couldn't get in it. And then they brought in the illegal aliens. So this is cute. So he says, this this black guy resident that lives in the town, I've been here my whole effing life. I can yell and I'm effing angry. Why can't I get into the effing building? Where's the mayor at? Uh, the mayor went along with this, but she ain't the one. It's your governor. And then he went, y'all don't give a F about the mother effers that was born and effing raised here, he said. 
Y'all gonna bring some other MFers here? That doesn't effing add up. I'm effing homeless. I work a full-time job. So here we have a man that's very angry. He works. He's not a derelict. He works a full-time job. He still can't afford a place to live. He's been using the rec center, apparently, in his neighborhood. But now he is shut out. Can't use it because the illegal immigrants needed it. And screw the blackies. Screw the black people over there in Boston. Who cares about them anyway? So just, and then the governor comes out and says, the governor says some, some, something like, oh, we're all doing the best we can. We're all doing the best we can. We didn't have a choice. So they had no choice. The only place in the entire state, imagine this, there was only the entire state of Massachusetts, the whole state, there was only one place they could house the illegal aliens, and that was in the black neighborhood of Roxbury, and then they had the only one place that they could shut out the residents from using their own facilities, and that just happened to be in Roxbury, and it happened to be where all the black people live. The only place in the state. Yeah. Y'all vote Democrat. This is what you voted for. My black Democrat friends out here, I want to ask you a question. How you like me now? How you like your how you like your Democrat leaders now? When push comes to shove, they put the interest of illegal immigrants over yours and they don't even care. It's just like, yeah, this is one, two, three, you're out, illegal immigrants are in, you are a third hand citizen in your own country. And shut up and like it because we're doing the best we can. I would love, I know it's not going to happen because many of you are too embarrassed to speak about it. But if there is a black liberal Democrat within the sound of my voice, and that could be anywhere in the country, please give us a call. 800-848-WABC, because I would like to ask you, Lily Bonick there, trying to be culturally sensitive, I would like to ask you how you feel about getting frozen out in your own neighborhood by illegal immigrants. Carpenters take us in. Such feelings coming over me. Get out! We need your space! Most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky. Got the sun. Carpenter's back up on the charts at number one with this one. They released the greatest hits album. Twelve of their hits. Top of the world goes back on top of the charts. Carpenter's here on WABC. Talk Radio 77 848 WABC is the number to call. 
Is it on Robin Roxbury? Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You got that right. 1976 Genesis releases Trick of the Tail, their seventh studio album. Bill Collins, lead singer. Now, Diego, dig this. What's up? Peter Gabriel had left the group. So Peter Gabriel leaves. They hold auditions. They need a new lead singer. They audition for... Hundred people. They auditioned four hundred people. Phil Collins was teaching the lead singers the song. They had four hundred people come through. After four hundred people, they said, "Oh, forget it, Phil. You're the new lead singer." <laughs> Good choice, right and there. That's too. The, a great choice, right? Amazing choice. Yeah, <laughs> he's got such a unique voice. Yeah, and that was how Phil Collins became lead singer of Genesis. Okay, we're going to take some phone calls too. Um, let's get Fanny out of the way. Let's 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 hit the Fanny right now. Let's smack that Fanny right now. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Fanny. The Fanny is back. But she loves no one but me. Everybody wants to seize my fanny. You will find the story today at uh, the Daily BS. You will find it at the New York Post. You will find it at the New York Times, Washington Post. Everybody has a version of this fanny story. Fanny has copped to it. Fanny said, yep. Yep. I am boinking that guy that I promoted, he was working traffic courts. And I made him the lead prosecutor in the biggest, the biggest political case in American history. And yup, he's tapping the fanny. But, but, and this is a big but, for those of you that like big butts, this is a big but. But, Fanny said that he was not tapping the fanny before she gave him the job. So he gave, she gave him the job, promoted him from traffic cop or traffic prosecutor all the way up to the lead prosecutor on a RICO case. He has no RICO experience. He divorced his wife, got rid of the wife, came on with Fanny. And then after she hired him, that's when he started tapping the Fanny. So there, those of you that have been begging to probe into Fanny, that want to probe how this thing went, that's how it happened, according to Fanny. So there's our Fanny news. Fanny cop to it. 
Now, let's return to other news. Uh, the mayor of New York City, your beloved Eric Adams, has said that he and the others in his administration are going to soon hand out $53 million worth of prepaid credit cards. Who are they giving the credit cards to? I'll give you one guess. You got it right. $53 million prepaid credit cards to illegal immigrants here in New York. So that the illegal immigrants, when some of them are not beating up police officers in Times Square and walking away from it, or running organized crime wings, as we learned today, that happened to CNN. There was a show, and they the hosts were shocked. They found out from a, a New York expert, chief law enforcement enforcement and intelligence analyst John Miller was on being interviewed. And here's the bottom line of that interview on CNN. He said, you know, the illegal immigrants are doing, they're running, some of them are running organized crime in New York, but they go to Florida to spend the money. Florida has a lot tougher laws than New York, so they don't want to commit the crimes in Florida because they would actually not get out of jail if they're caught, whatever. Florida actually enforces the law. So they commit the crimes in New York, but then they go to Florida. They go down to Florida with the proceeds of their crimes, and they spend the money in Florida. So they can. So it's like a job. They come to New York, they rob, they vandalize, they do whatever they're doing to you. And this, is, again, is not all of the illegal immigrants. This is undoubtedly a small number of them that are in this little racket here. But they're doing their crimes here in New York City, and then they go down to Florida to spend the loot. If they get busted in New York, they can get released. If they tried this in Florida, they'd go to jail. So they go to Florida to spend the money and to have fun in the sun, but they do the crime in New York. So if they get busted in New York, not a problem. That was on CNN Today. That story is at AmericanWireNews.com. The other story I refer to is in the New York Post. New York is now giving $53 million prepaid credit cards to illegal immigrants so they can have some walk-around money to spend on food, you know, in the expensive hotels. Now, I know some of you New Yorkers are in desperate ways, and nobody's giving you prepaid anything. They don't care whether you have money to eat whether you have money to live, you get nothing. You're a citizen. That's your fault. If you were here illegally, you might qualify to get some help. You're not. You don't. This is what happens when Democrats run the show. You might recognize this voice. We played her the other day. Eva Cassidy. And I love Eva Cassidy. 1963, her birthday, posthumous birthday today, her heavenly birthday. Only artist to score three posthumous number one albums. Her album Songbird, Imagine, and then American Tune. She died of skin cancer. 
age 33, before her first album was released. Those albums shot up the charts. She's the one she never saw live to see her own success. Such a beautiful singer, Eva Cassidy, born on this day in 1963. James Golden, a.k.a. Stone. We're going to take your calls. We've got calls holding. I don't want to wait for rapid phone. So when we get back, we'll take some calls and anything you want to talk about. And still, if there is a Democrat anywhere not afraid to tell us that you agree with your party, handing out millions to illegal immigrants, kicking black people out of their recreation centers up in Baston for illegal immigrants. If you agree, call in. Or even if you disagree, 800-848-WABC. Boston Early's Rush Hour. Do not touch that dial unless you want to turn it up. Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. 1949. Russ Valerie is born. Russ Valerie, yeah, the bass player for Journey. He also played for the Fermius Bandersnatch. I'm sure you have all their records. It's been a mystery. Played for Steve Miliband on Rock Love, but. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Journey back in 2017. And of course, Journey's one of our favorites. On both Snurley's Rush Hour here. I went to one of their rehearsals. What? Really? Yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. There, was How was a brief, there was a brief period of time where Omar played with them, and he said, "Hey, I'm." You know, he was. He said, "You want to come to a rehearsal?" Yeah. So they were rehearsing. So, um, man, it was incredible. That's awesome. I think you yeah. did tell me that at some point, actually. Yeah, it was. It was dope. I have some great. Um, I just took. I didn't try to be you know stupid, but I did get a little footage. You know, I'll tell you one of the all-time greats, Journey. And you know what I used to love? This was back, this was before your time. We used to have album covers. Yeah, I know. I know about the album covers. I'm not that old. I'm not that young, I mean. Journey had the best. They had some amazing album covers. The Beatle, right? That's their, like, thing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. My favorite one, I think, is Escape, the Escape album cover. Escape album. The Escape album was, I mean, that, that Escape album was one of their biggest. It really took off. All right, let's head to the telephones here on WABC. Andrew, you have been waiting. Thank you for your patience. You're on with Bill Snurdy. How are you, Andrew? Once a girl told me that I looked like Steve Perry, which I guess was not really an insult, but that inspired me to get a nose job. <laughs> then I got my nose, uh, you know, way smaller. <laughs> That's so but, mean. That's just mean. But you're always saying uh, fanny probing fanny. That's what the aliens do, right, when they abduct 
the human. They put. The I didn't know they approved. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. The the, the people that say they got abducted, they had those. Um, yeah, the probes. Mm-hmm. The fanny probes. Uh-huh. Right. So what did you call in to talk about there besides nose and nose and anuses? <laughs> the um, I can link it to your uh, black Democrat friends. Is that with uh, you were saying with Facebook that you know the Josh Hawley and Lindsey Graham that they did damage with the Great Society to all people, especially the black community. But that was really the Democrats' policy. The Great I didn't Society. say that. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't twist what I said. Come on, be nice. I said. Lindsey Graham stood up and he's going to tell Mark Zuckerberg, you have blood on your hands. And then Josh Hawley echoes this whole thing like Mark Zuckerberg is the worst criminal in the world. Facebook harms kids. And I said, I was waiting. If I were Mark Zuckerberg, I would have stood up and told them, you're a politician. You politicians have more blood on your hands than any private sector business ever will. Because it is politicians that bring us the policy that destroys people's lives. And then I said, for instance, like the great society. But I know it wasn't Lindsey Graham. That was Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats that did that. But if you look at the policies that come out of Washington, D.C., and how harmful they are, how dare these guys attack Mark Zuckerberg like on that? You have it's just a bunch of grandstanding. They're a bunch of feckless politicians. They want to get up in front of the cameras and grandstand, and that's what they did. Mark Zuckerberg should have told them the KMA immediately. Okay, go ahead, Andrew. You're right. It was just the one thing with the child pornography. He said that sometimes it appears to be a child pornography site, but it's not, so they don't want to flag it. But if it's not, then the person's exonerated. So I totally that was by far. The worst thing and the only thing that I disagreed with Zuckerberg, but I hear your explanation. But with the black liberal or Democrats, I was discussing with the black guy who was a Democrat. And he's like, oh, you heard that on Fox News, you know, with the out of wedlock birth rate. And I told him, no, I came out of Newark and South Orange. And I got to see the difference with the programs where when there was a father in the home, Versus when there wasn't in the South Orange, it was safer and more affluent. And um, then uh, so he that kind of changed his perspective when I told him I was there. And also speaking of Newark, the schools will get taken over by the state of New Jersey. So like you because they're failing mostly black and Spanish. So like you always said to Obama, send your kids to those schools that you don't you block school choice. But yet you let your kids. So I would tell him, go live in the housing projects that are dominated by Democrat politicians. Obama was particularly egregious, and I took after him. One of the first things that Barack Hussein Obama did when he took over as president of the United States was squash a school voucher plan for Washington, D.C. Now, he sent his two cheering to Sidwell Friends, which is the high-end, yuppie-yup, you can't afford to get in this school unless you are wealthy school. He sent both his kids there. At the same time, he's blocking poor parents from sending their kids to the school of their choice to better their school, their their children's lives. So in essence, he's telling people, 
I'm going to send my kids to a school, and I don't want none of you poor black, none of you poor Hispanics sitting next to my daughter. I don't want you to have the chance to sit next to my kids. Your kids aren't good enough. And I thought it was particularly egregious. Now, Democrats still do that to this day. They'll send their kids to private school. Your kid gets stuck in a, your kids, if you are black and Hispanic and you live in a major city, your kids are stuck in, in failing government schools. And if you try to get them out, Democrats will stand in the way. They are beholden to the teachers unions. It is a money laundering racket. The teachers union gives Democrat party millions of dollars in campaign donations and like kind donations. They work the campaigns with them. They run the phone banks. They give them money. Democrats, like they do in the big cities, give these teachers unbelievably generous contracts, and they make sure that the kids are held hostage in these failing schools. We are now looking at some schools in New York City, for instance, that have been failing for decades. Obama's kids don't go to those schools. Nancy Pelosi's kids don't go to that school. They would never go to those schools. They would never. Joe Biden said he didn't want his kids going to these jungle schools. It just boggles my mind that people cannot see what is right in front of their faces. How utterly racist and disgusting the Democrat Party is when it comes to minority children. But anybody has any contradicting information, please bring it, because those are the facts. Let us go to Dolores in New Jersey. Hello, Dolores. Welcome. Oh, hi. I love listening to your show, just like so many other people do. But you hit the nail on the head. The policies that are in place and they're being not enforced is what's destroying the very fabric of this nation. Boys can't be boys. Girls can't be girls, although there's only two sexes. It's almost like reading the story, The Emperor's New Clothes. Don't believe your eyes. Just listen to what I tell you. Right. They're destroying the Amish. They're going after the farms. That beautiful restaurant, Miller's Restaurant, out in Amish country. Those people want to live that way. If they want to drink raw milk and raw goat milk, what is the governance business to go in there Absolutely. and shut them down? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is their need for overwhelming power. We're going to tell you how to live, and if you disagree with us, we're going to force you to live like we want you to live. You are 100% right, Dolores. They want their own government. You know, they, they almost like the, the other communities, the Orthodox Jews. If they want to live by themselves and they want to do and teach the children they way, their ways, let them. They're not harming anybody else except they want to be independent. Now, those poor and- cops in the city that got beat up, terrible. And they let them go. They let them go. And believe it or not, they're discussing. It's up for discussion whether if they can be caught, they should be deported. Oh, do you think we should deport them? Unreal. Thank you, Dolores. 1948, Al McKay.
Guitarist with EWF, Earth, Wind, and Fire is Born. 20 Grammy nominations. First African-American actor sellout, Madison Square Garden, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Al McKay, guitarist with Earth, Wind, and Fire, born on this day, 1948. Both Rush Hour here. W-A-B-C. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. More of your calls coming up. Keep it right here. On the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. On this day, 2007, Billy Henderson, one of the founders of the Spinners, passed away. Complications from diabetes. Spinners go all the way back. It's a shame. One of their big ones, that was produced by Stevie. Then the Tom Bell years. I'll be around this song. Could it be I'm falling in love? Then came you. All those records. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Jules in New Jersey, you're up first. What is on your mind? Well, the more I listen to you, the more I'm convinced you're my brother from another mother. And I'd like to congratulate you. (laughs) I'd like to congratulate you on the yeoman's job you do filling in for for Rush. Uh, I I had something to talk about, but let's talk about that rec center in Boston that you you spoke about earlier. And you talked about uh, the police presence around these uh, aliens now that took over the place. I wonder how difficult. I'm going to ask a question. How difficult was it before these uh, aliens, these special uh, people uh, came, was it to find a cop in that neighborhood? Are you kidding? Please. The defund the police crowd, all of these leftists, they don't. Just like in New York, there's a war on police officers going on an administrative war thanks to the city council. But no, let us protect this special guest because they know that there is going to be resentment in these neighborhoods where their services, their resources are being taken away for people that are in their country illegally. This is disgraceful, it's shameful, but this is what Democrats do. They could care less about these black people in Roxbury, and I hope, I hope some of you black folks in Roxbury, just like some of y'all in Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn, you know, I hope y'all are getting the message. You all are third-class citizens in the eyes of the Democrats you elect. You don't rate. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, you're up next. Hi, Bo. Um, You know, I wanted to just say you are absolutely hilarious as you make your points absolutely crystal clear. Um, I did want to comment on Duh Fanny. Um, Your guest yesterday referred to her as a lady, and even though she admitted her affair with her boyfriend, that doesn't change the fact that she's a whore, a hoe, and a homewrecker. Now, now, now. Such harsh language. 
We're not supposed to talk about people like that in public. Home wrecker, yes, but when you start calling people hoes, well, goodness, we can't have that. Tisk, 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 Jacqueline. Tisk, tisk, tisk. And everybody that's probing the family is probably saying tisk, tisk, tisk. Jacqueline, boy, you are, you are one cool mama. <laughs> Neil in Brooklyn, New York, you are up next. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Bo. How are you? Uh, to Jacqueline, Good. you know, Ho is really uh, being kind to her. So anyway, the reason I called was because of this tampon dispenser in the boys' room. Now, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, 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 the satanic woke Marxists have been cutting down our monuments, Jefferson, uh, uh, Washington, Teddy Roosevelt. And what do they put up instead? They put tampon dispensers in boys' bathrooms. And I guarantee you, it is exactly the, the, the same effect as replacing one ideology with another. And, you know, it says in the Bible, a child shall lead them. And God bless those kids for tearing that down. We need to tear down all their monuments. I don't care how violent it is or how much destruction it, it wow. really causes. Because, because those things... Neil, are you are on up. fire. I just got to get in one guy. Larry, you've been holding almost whole show. You got to make your point in 20 seconds. I'm sorry. That's all the time we have. Make it. Did you, did you hear how Eric Adams was begging Adrian Adams uh, to save his mayoralty, invoking his mama? My mama told me to consult Adrian Adams, and she sold his ass out. She vetoed his, she overrode his veto. Did you hear that? Now he's done. I love it. Larry, we got to go. Thank you. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. We are back tomorrow morning, God willing. For the Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC at 7 a.m., set your reminders, set your alarms, be with us. It is fun. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your loved ones, love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. Until manana. Bye.